Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. In 1 Peter 1.17, Peter tells us to live in fear because our Father is also our judge. Live in fear of Judgment Day? Doesn't the Bible teach us to look forward to the day of Christ's coming? Live in fear or eagerly anticipate that day? Which is it? And then look at the reason why James gives us for why we should be strong. Verse 8, strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. Now, is that a kind of a funny reason? I mean... Why does the nearness of Christ's coming mean that I should strengthen my heart? How do those go together? I mean, I could understand if it were the opposite. I could understand if he said, the Lord's coming is still a long way off. It's going to be quite a while, and you're going to have to suffer a long time, so you better strengthen your heart so you'll be able to make it that long. I mean, that would make sense to me, but, but how does it make sense that the nearness of his coming requires us to strengthen our hearts if it's close? If he's going to come really soon, why can't I just have a weak heart? I mean, he's almost here, right? The answer is in the next verse. We need to, and this might surprise you a little bit, but here's what he says. We need to strengthen our hearts because when he comes, he's coming as a judge. Verse 9. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. See... The return of Christ will be the time when those, those, those people uh, who are oppressing us will be punished. They'll be, we'll be delivered from them. But it's also going to be a time when we're going to have to give an answer uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ for the times when we have grumbled against each other. And for, uh, not only that, we're going to be judged uh, for our dishonesty in verse 12. And back in chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, we're also going to be judged for our lack of love and, and for mercy, and also for our sinful speech in 3, 1, and also for judging one another in chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. James has a lot to say in this book about how we're going to be judged. He talks about judgment day a lot, and it's almost all focused on believers being judged. He's been talking about that through the book. So when he says, strengthen your heart because the Lord is near, he's at the door... It's very clear what he's saying. He's saying, the judge is coming. You need to be ready. Strengthen your heart. Make sure you're ready. He doesn't want Jesus to come back and find us flopping back and forth with double-mindedness. We need to be strong. James wants to make sure that when the Lord returns, we're the ones being rescued, not the ones being punished. Peter had that same emphasis in 1 Peter 1.17. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in fear. 2 Peter 3.10. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed with fire by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. We need to be strong so that we're ready. Now, let me hasten to add this. I just remind you of last week. The second coming of Christ is a day that we are eagerly looking forward to. It's not a day we're dreading. We're, we're looking forward to it. You know, I always it blows me away when I see these these kind of end times uh, wackos. You know that that they're always predicting the second coming. There's a video that someone brought to my attention on YouTube. It has this title: 
They said that there's a comet that's going to come and hit uh, the Earth and wipe out all of humanity this month, September of 2015. So that's scheduled for this month. And they say it's, it's the sixth seal of the book of Revelation. It's the fulfillment of the sixth seal. And here's the title of the, uh, the video. This just struck me. It said, all caps, pray, pray, pray. Huge comet to hit the earth in September 15, uh, of 2015. And I see that and I think, pray for what? That it won't happen? Am I supposed to pray that the book of Revelation won't come true? What do they want me to pray? If, if the, Here's the thing we need to understand. The end of the world, the end of this cursed, broken Sinful world is a good thing. We're looking forward to that day. It's our deepest longing. But, but, even though we're looking forward to it, it's also a motive for us to forsake sin to make sure we're ready. It sobers us. Kind of like, if if you want to, how can I have have both of those together, the fear and the anticipation? Um, Think about maybe a kid who, who, whose dad is serving in the military. He hasn't seen him in, in two, three years, and, and uh, they don't know exactly when he'll return, but it'll be sometime soon, and the kid is just beside himself with excitement that dad's coming home, I'm going to see dad. But in, in moments of disobedience, sometimes his mom will say to him, you know, your dad could walk through that door any, any moment. Do you really want him to come back and find you behaving like this? And so there's some fear. And excited anticipation at the same time. See, the, the, the return of the Lord is at once sobering and exciting. It's sobering when we're in sin. It's exciting and thrilling to our hearts, though, overall. Dad could walk through that door any minute. He could come back. And so Scripture is teaching us, live your life with the eye on the door. Live your life with the eye on that door. He's standing at the door. Keep an eye on that door. Because his coming is near. And what does that mean? Near. Because, you know, obviously that's a problem, right? Because uh, it's already been 2,000 years. How are, we, how are we supposed to take that seriously when it says it's near? What does near mean? The liberals and the critics will see this passages like this and they'll, they'll just say, oh, New Testament writers uh, thought that it was going to happen soon. They were wrong. They thought it was going to happen in their lifetime. They were mistaken. That's what the critics say. Evidently, uh, those critics forgot to read John 21, 18, where Jesus told Peter that he was going to grow old and then be crucified. So everybody knew for sure it's not going to happen during Peter's lifetime. These guys that are writing, it's near, it's near, they knew it wasn't going to happen until after Peter died. So they didn't expect it in their lifetime. Second Peter 3, 4, Peter says that the delay of Jesus' return is going to be so long that eventually scoffers are going to mock the idea by pointing to all the generations that have come and gone without Jesus' return. Remember, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 to train a generation of men who will be faithful to train the next generation of men. They're, looking, they're thinking in terms of generations. Jesus told the apostles that, uh, that first the gospel, the gospel will be preached to all nations, then he'll come back. So when the Bible writers say all that, but then they also say his return is near, what does that mean? Well, it means imminent. We, we don't know how long it's going to be, but it can happen soon, so we need to be ready. Scripture calls all people everywhere to live with an eye on Judgment Day. We should all live in a way that we won't be ashamed of on that day when we have to give an account to the judge of all the earth. 
That's not easy to do because Judgment Day seems so far off. It's hard to take it into consideration in your day-to-day decision-making because it's never happened before, and it's not part of your experience, and so it's hard to keep an ongoing awareness of it. But there's another kind of Judgment Day, a kind that we all have experienced many times. How often have you done something foolish that had a built-in Judgment Day? A day when the consequences of that bad decision hit. It may help to begin thinking of those not just as natural consequences, but as little judgment days. God is the one who brings consequences for foolish actions. And if we think of those consequences as coming from his hand, the stern discipline of a displeased father rather than just the laws of nature taking their course, that can help us learn to live in fear of the Lord. Let's pray. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Free me from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Redeem me, O Lord, the rock, the God of truth. I will be glad and rejoice in your love, for you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. You've not handed me over to the enemy, but have set my feet in a spacious place. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul, my body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from my enemies and from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.